Today on the show, I'm going to answer a listener's question on how to find motivation when you're stuck. This is something that many people are going through right now because of the disruption to your life in the past two years. And so we'll get into this and see if we can help you get unstuck. Please continue to support the podcast by sharing it with a friend. If you know someone that you think would enjoy the podcast, please share it with them. Help me get the word out. I rely on the generosity of you, the listeners, to help support this program. Typically, I travel around giving workshops and charging a fee for this. Here I am providing this content to you for free. All I ask is that you make a donation. Contribute what you feel that you've received from the program. It could be the price of a yoga class. It could be more. Whatever you feel that you can give. You can go to the storyofmepodcast.com and on the contact page, there's a donate button and make a contribution. You can also find the link in the episode description and you can donate in any currency, including Bitcoin. Help keep me out of the system. <laughs> All right. But truly, I appreciate the, the donations and it does help this program to support the expenses associated with it. You can also support this program by going to the merch shop on the podcast website and buying some merchandise. I put the quotes from my writing on shirts, coffee mugs, bags, hats, and you can remind yourself of your own inner power and to look inward with some of the motivating quotes from my writing that you've probably heard on some of these podcasts. So go check it out. Okay. So let's get to it. Beautiful am I, bountiful am I, blissful am I, why? Beautiful am Welcome to the story of me with Amarjit Singh. This is where my guests and I share personal stories from our life and explore the psychological insights that were learned from these experiences. Each story will entertain you, as well as increase your understanding of your own psychological patterns. Then, through the principles of yoga psychology, you will learn how to overcome the resistance that is holding you back from living a more fulfilling life. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode, where I share my experiences in psychological understanding, interview guests, and answer listener questions. Now let's get started with the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding. Welcome to the show. For new listeners, my name is Amarjit Singh, and I am your host. For returning listeners, welcome back. It's good to have you again. I hope everyone is doing well. So again, before I get into today's main topic, which is how to find motivation when you're stuck, which is very important because many people are going through this, and we'll get into this in a minute. But first, I wanted to get into, like I've been doing uh, the past several episodes of getting into not so much politics, but the psychology behind what's really going on in our culture. And I'm curious to know what you guys think of this, how I'm beginning this podcast. Do you appreciate this before we get into the topic, or is this something you don't really want to hear? I could make a separate podcast for this type of thing. Uh, I, I cover it because one, I think it is related to psychology because 
we're definitely going through a mass hypnosis, as we can see, but it's also affecting everyone's life and everyone's perspective in life. I try to stay out of the politics of it and get into just really the, the psychology of it. But I'd love to hear from you guys to hear what you think of how I'm beginning these podcasts. Do you want me to continue this or, or, or skip it? Because I, I know many people get tired of hearing about all these these day-to-day problems in politics and in the world. But there's some aspects of it I think that are important to look at. And hopefully I can provide a perspective that helps you to at least know that there's other people who are thinking rational or, or not being brainwashed. Uh, this is one thing that... I think I'm pretty good at is being able to understand truth and seeing patterns in things. When it came to COVID, I believe it was in the middle of February where I realized that they were lying to us and that what they were saying was untrue and spoke out about this, which really didn't help my social media at all. I lost hundreds of followers, but at least I, I kept consistent in, in try, trying to inform people of the propaganda that was being presented to everyone. And now we see with this war, uh, hopefully this will end soon, the way we're looking at this war is starting to get a little confusing for people, I, I think. Maybe some people are, are able to see past this, but I'm, I'm seeing pictures at airports with the big Ukrainian flags. I'm seeing the the politicians with their big uh, lapel buttons that have the, the colors of, of Ukraine. And it's funny, they're saying on Amazon that the, the sales for those colors, the Ukrainian flag colors, are up. But ironically, the items that they're buying are made in China. They're not even buying, people are not even buying items that are made in the Ukraine. They're buying Chinese-made items that have the colors of the Ukrainian flag. Is this really helping anyone but the Chinese or, or, or the factory workers? But I guess they need help too. So, But it's, it's really silly that we don't realize what we're doing. And you have all these people trying to cancel anyone who's Russian. In the UK, if you're Russian, they're freezing your bank accounts, they're, they're doing things like this. And, and if we look at any war, what citizen is responsible for this? Definitely not the average person who's working in a, in a McDonald's in Russia or, or uh, an athlete that's Russian that's trying to play tennis. These people have nothing to do with this. Why are we allowing the media to promote this separation between our cultures? Why are we allowing them to demonize anyone who is Russian? And and this is really terrible. It's awful. They're saying that there's restaurants in the U.S. that are Russian restaurants that people are not going to, and the people who own it are, are Ukrainian. But they just put it's a Russian restaurant because the, the food may be similar and they you know, they're, they're right on the border there. But it shows you that. Why are you doing this? Even if they were Russian, why would you do this? They have nothing to do with that. 
And again, it's just a device to divide you. And if you look at the episode I did with Dr. Matthias Desmet about mass formation, and we talked about how this was, you know, affecting people from seeing the truth through COVID. And one of the attributes to get the masses hypnotized is that they have a lot of anxiety that they're not able to associate with anything in their life. And so they project it onto things. And so they projected it onto COVID. And this is why they became so militant when it came to wearing masks or or the fears and the you know, telling people if you're unvaccinated, you're a terrible person and all this kind of stuff is because this was a way for them to take this anxiety and project it onto something else and then to use this to try to alleviate the stress of that anxiety. And you can see that COVID ended and the next day we were in this war and the same people are now projecting their anxiety onto this. And the media is helping. I mean, look at what they're promoting. You can't read any of the news and believe it from anyone, whether it's from the the American government or the Chinese government or the Russian government. All all the news is is fabricated. They're all playing this, this game. In fact, you can see it just came out that the government paid all the media companies, or not all of them, but most of the media companies, to promote the vaccine, to give it favorable recommendations. And so then how honest are they getting with the effects and the problems with the vaccine? None. Because they're all bought and paid for, whether they're on the right or left, they're both doing the same thing. And so this just shows you that we're starting to see this this government is really not in power. Who's in power then? It's these people who are the, what they call this deep state, which sounds like such a conspiracy theory. But the more you look into it, the more you realize they're the ones who are making the rules. And they're, they're getting these politicians who are bought and paid for to implement them. You have the World Health Organization, which Bill Gates is the biggest, one of the biggest contributors, I think the second biggest contributor to the World Health Organization. And they're trying to now pass a global rule on how to deal with the next epidemic. They don't want each country making their own choices. They want it coming down from the World Health Organization. And so there is your one world government, so to speak, but they're not even elected people. But they have so much money that they're putting pressure and buying off all these politicians. If you listen to Kamala Harris speak when she was, was it in Poland, and they were giving a press conference and they asked her a question, I don't know if she is drunk or if she's on drugs or if, if she's retarded, what's wrong with her? But she couldn't even answer the question. She didn't answer the question and she was so shocked that she tried to give the question to the the uh, leader of of Poland and it was then it was asked to her it just it was so ridiculous it looked like it was a comedy skit that they were doing you can't believe that these are the people who are supposed to be leading the country and it just shows you that they're really not leading the country that 
or they are just the puppets. And the puppeteers are these people who are the big money, and they're promoting this division, and they're promoting these wars, and these wars are not about the citizens, they're about the leaders. This needs to stop. We need to learn to not divide, not to accuse anyone who's Russian or Ukrainian or whatever it is that they're bad. And this is what they're trying to do to us. They're trying to divide us so that we're weaker. And it's funny because you have Trudeau talking about democracy, saying that people should be free and, and uh, you know, Putin and Russia, they're not free place. And, and you think, what, what was it? Was he asleep for the past couple months? How can he be talking like this? So you start to see all this unraveling, and it's it's really showing you who is at the top. And it's this global elite, and they're trying to brainwash you with their propaganda, and you have to learn to think independently. And they're doing this so that they can have control over you. For what reason? I don't know. I think they have enough money. I don't understand this control, but maybe it's their idea that they think they know the best way to enslave you or to make you more efficient. I don't know. My advice is to understand that these wars have nothing to do with the citizens. I don't know any citizens who who want any of these wars. That this is just the people at the top fighting for power and influence. And this is all it is. And you have Europe, U.S., and NATO who are not helping the situation anyway. So that's my bit on this. I think many people are are tired of hearing about this, but let's just stick to the psychology of it, of of really learning how to be open to everyone, not just people from one nation or this nation or that. Let's, if you want to focus the division, focus on who is trying to take away your freedom. Because I don't know any country that has free speech anymore. Look at what. Facebook just proposed in some memos that they are going to allow people to speak in physical ways against Russians and the Russian politicians, right? To to be able, normally if you use violent language, you would be banned or you would be at least uh, edited out of this. And they released a memo, I don't know if it was released on purpose or not, but basically said that they're going for this time that they're going to allow people to speak in this violent way against Russians. So it makes you really wonder what we're doing. You know, I I enjoy connecting with all the people on social media, especially since I travel around and have no real home base. It's a way to connect with all the friends I have around the world, but I'm really considering of getting off of social media. I don't want to participate in this propaganda machine and this corrupt machine. And so I'm trying to find another way to connect with everyone. I know there's other social media, but it's not so popular and and so maybe it's not social media. Maybe I'll find another way. Maybe I will start writing on Substack. 
But yeah, I think we need to find another way to communicate that isn't taking away our free speech and also the way that they're able to focus their algorithms to manipulate you is is not healthy. And there's documentaries on this. There's, you know, your personal experience on this. But I think it's time, at least for me, maybe. I, I'm thinking about it this week. Maybe I'll let you know next week. But I, I think I may be off of social media. So I'll need to find a new way to connect with you outside of the podcast. And again, please let me know if you enjoy these beginning talks before we get into the main topic, or if you want me to skip this. I, it's up to you guys. To me, it's it's maybe a little way to let me vent my frustrations. But uh, yeah, if it's if you guys want me to continue, I will. If not, I'll I'll, I'll make a separate podcast or something. <laughs> The last two years, we have gone through a lot, and there have been many effects of what we have gone through. You can see in the children, a lot of communication problems because of wearing masks. We have a lot of emotional connection problems with children as well as with adults. A lot of drug overdoses, a lot of addiction, suicide. There's many, many problems that have come out of the last two years. So I got a question about how to find motivation when you're stuck. And this is another effect that I think many people are finding themselves in. I've talked to many people who have brought up the same feeling. And it's this feeling that uh, you spent all this time and you built this house, meaning you've created your life, you've created this nice, comfortable life, whatever this is to you, and then you worked hard and you worked hard to build this house to construct it just the way you like over the years of education, of working hard, of sacrifice, and then the house burns down. And you had put all your effort, all your livelihood, all your money into building this house, and you don't want to rebuild it. You lost this motivation. How, how exciting is it to do something you were already doing? And so this is the problem that most people find themselves in, is this feeling of, now what do I do? I just created this life, and it was either destroyed or affected tremendously or Maybe it's still the same, but it's made me look at my life differently. Maybe it's made you look at how you're interacting in your life. And maybe it brought to your attention that you weren't as satisfied as you thought you were, or that you're not going to be satisfied going back to that same life. So hopefully this is one of the positive aspects that will come out of this, is that people will start to create a life that they are more connected to. When I talked to Dr. Matthias Desmet about this mass formation, one of the precursors we talked about earlier in this episode is this anxiety, and the other one is kind of dissatisfaction in your life, in your job. And I think it was about 40% of the people in this book 
said uh, that they are dissatisfied with their job. And this is a big amount, and it's a lot of time you're spending to do something that you're not connected to. So hopefully, even though it will be difficult, many people will be able to reorganize their life in a way that suits them better. And this is what I'm hoping, is that everyone can do this and to find more meaning in their life. And for the people who had this meaning and it got destroyed, well, hopefully you can rebuild it back in a way that is even more profound for you and to reevaluate many things. So today what I wanted to go through is some ways to find this motivation, to find this connection, to find a way to recover from this past two years or even if it didn't affect you, but to look at how you can connect better to your life, how you can reevaluate what you're doing. And there's many aspects of it. We'll go through some of them. So one of the, the big ones that has happened as a result of, of this disruption, especially when you lose your job or you lose this connection to what you were doing, is feeling depressed or feeling alienated from what you were doing. And what is depression? And we talked about this on other episodes. You can look at the episode on depression. But it is this disconnection. And it's really a growing pain. Sure, there's depression that's because of head trauma and and some other types of physiological trauma. But I'm talking about the day-to-day depression that people get into as a result of the ups and downs of life. This is really the attachment to the temporary or the attachment to the ego. What is the ego but a collection of thoughts that you're attached to? And the stronger attachment you have to this collection of thoughts, the more prone you are to depression. What this means is that if you're feeling depressed, it's that you're attached to these old ways of your life and you're having difficulty letting go of this identity, this way that you saw yourself, because you're attached to this way. And if it's because you lost your job or because you've lost your home or or you've just changed your life so much that it doesn't really feel this, this connection to it, that you're not feeding this aspect of your ego, it means you need to reevaluate how to look at yourself differently, how to see yourself, let go of this identity, let go of this way of looking at yourself. And so this is the first thing to do to get out of this feeling of being depressed is saying, okay, I recognize that I'm looking at myself and not feeling good. I'm not feeling motivated, and maybe I'm depressed. Okay, so how do I get out of this depression? And this is the first thing people say, is how to get out of the depression. And the first thing you want to do is to not think about getting out of it. Because this desire to change the way you feel, and the aversion to the way you feel, our attachments. And this is what the Buddhists call suffering. Is this desire or this aversion? And what you want to do is you want to not react. Because everything is going to change. Anything that is temporary is going to change and it's okay. 
The good things will change and they'll get bad. The bad things will change and they'll get good. And it just keeps going. You're never going to have a life that has no ups and downs. It's just how you react to them that is going to change. And so you need to learn this, this idea of impermanence, that this moment is never going to happen again. So allow it, permit it, appreciate it. This is the first step to learning how to deal with this depression, how to learn from this depression, how to grow from it. Then the next part is to then say, well, how am I looking at myself now compared to what was working for me before? And this happens. We lose our job or we lose a relationship and we identified with this aspect of ourselves, and now it's not there, so we don't feel complete. We don't feel that we are who we are. This is the first thing you need to really look at, and it's an ongoing thing. All these steps overlap. You're not going to do one step, complete it, and go on to the next step, but it's, it's something to think about, something to try to experience. And that's one of the aspects that I think many people are dealing with in this lack of motivation is, is this aspect of depression. For some people, it may be very strong, and for other people, it's just a mild depression. But it's learning to let go of this way of seeing yourself that isn't working right now. And so you almost have to, I don't want to say recreate yourself, but look at yourself in a different way. Because the authentic you, there's nothing to create. It's already complete. You just need to learn how to move out of your way. The next thing to do is then learn how to use this way of looking at yourself to find different opportunities, to refocus, to create this new you, to create this new expression. So when I talk about creating a new you, what I'm really talking about is a new way to express who you are. Not changing who you are, but expressing who you are. Just like if I was to paint a picture, and this is how I'm expressing all the feelings I have inside of me, and then it's just not working for me, so I then take a pencil and start drawing, and maybe I'm able to express myself more completely in this way. Or maybe it's in my writing, or maybe it's in something else, but what is it for you? What is a better way to express yourself that's more complete than the way you were doing before? Maybe it takes some of these aspects of what you're doing before, but then imposes them into some other form of expression. So you need to, again, see yourself differently so that you can find these new ways to express yourself. And a good way to start to work on this is to find some creative expression. Not for work or whatever, but just for a hobby. Whether it's drawing or writing or building something or cooking. For me, this is, always works well, is to find some physical expression. Something that I can create with my hands. Whether it's drawing or writing. For me, it's building the flutes and doing some woodworking. It has a very strong effect on connecting to your self-expression. And then you can take whatever it is that you're expressing in this form and start to feel, oh, I see how this can come out in other ways of my life. It doesn't mean you need to be an expert artist or painter or drawer or 
whatever, but just to do something. I remember when I was in Spain, feeling a little disconnected and lost, I just started to draw. I would just get a pad of paper and go sit in a plaza or under a tree in a park and just draw. I'm not the best drawer, but it was something that really helped me connect to what's going on inside of me. It was kind of this outlet. And then it got I got more into writing, I got more into doing other things, more things to express myself. And so find some hobby, find something. It could be knitting. I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. But find something. For me, the things that are more physical aspects of, of expression work better. But for you, maybe it's different. It could be playing an instrument, building something, but try to find something to create. And don't put pressure on yourself. Don't say, oh, this has to be perfect. And oh, it doesn't have to be anything. Just do it for yourself. No one has to see it. No one has to know about it, but do it for yourself. And this is the way to really connect to this internal experience. Again, it's good to have physical activity to feel connected. I know when many people feel disconnected from life or they feel depressed, they start to get more sedentary. They sit on the couch more or they stay in the house more. And they do all these things that are not so physically demanding or physically active. For me, I like to go to the gym, lift some weights when I'm not feeling really connected, or I go for a run, or I go hiking, even just going for a walk through the park. So you can find something for yourself. Yoga is good for this, but do something that's physical, that you have to push yourself physically. And it doesn't have to be forcefully pushing yourself, but something that you have to sharpen the mind because the mind is the enemy when you get in these situations because the mind talks you out of it. So don't do it. You can just stay on the couch. You can stay at home. You don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to go for a walk. You don't. And so what you're doing is you're learning how to conquer the mind. When you push yourself more physically, it's a kind of a more challenging aspect of overcoming this lack of discipline. And what is a lack of discipline really is just this giving in to the mind. And you want to strengthen the mind. You want to strengthen it so that whatever you think you can do and whatever you focus yourself on, you will do. Because the other part is this lack of emotional connection. When we get sedentary and we don't do any activities, we overeat or we indulge in drugs or alcohol or TV or video games. But everyone has their own way of disconnecting. And so how are you managing your feelings? This is why people eat when they're not hungry, because it's a way to manage these feelings. Once you eat, then the, the body has to digest the food and you have to relax. And so it takes away some of your energy. And the same thing with drugs is you're not happy with the way you feel consciously and physically. And so you want to change it. So you ask yourself, how do you feel? Do you feel connected to yourself? Do you feel connected to life? And if not, what are you doing to avoid these feelings? And this is taking away this emotional connection. 
And this is what takes away passion. Because where does passion come from? But it comes from this emotional connection. The more connected emotionally you are to something, the more passion you have to it. So this is what needs to really be emphasized, is built upon, is your emotional connection. So you can do this through, like I said, something creative, some creative expression. You can do this through physical activity, whether it's yoga or running or whatever it is. And you can do this through changing your lifestyle, making sure that you're living a healthy lifestyle, that you're not overindulging in some activity that is taking you away from your feelings. It's trying to manage them. How are you managing your feelings? I think this is a big aspect of the major problems that people are experiencing because of the past two years, because you've been disconnected, not just from your feelings, but it started with the disconnection with everyone in your life. When you're stuck in your house, for some people, this is being home and alone or or being with a small group of people, but maybe you're missing that emotional connection. And even when you go out and people are wearing masks, you're not emotionally connecting to them. You're not getting that smile. When I'm on the public transportation on the train, I turn around and everyone, it's like robots. I I feel like I'm looking at robots. Everyone's got their mask covering most of their face, and then their eyes are looking down into their phone. What emotional connection are you getting from this? Many people, including myself, realized that maybe you need to spend more time connecting with the people in your life. Maybe you need to make more of an effort. And this experience over the last two years maybe showed you this. If anything, even what's going on now by the separation that the media and the governments are trying to do is to separate everyone by left or right or this country and that country is a way to keep you disconnected because the more disconnected they can keep you, the weaker you are and the more you will submit to what they want to do, to their demands. So you need to build this connection for yourself because this is where life comes from, is from this connection. The more you connect externally, the more you connect internally, it helps you express yourself. And so make time to meet with the people in your life. Make time to spend some nice experiences with friends, with family. And this is another way to help motivate you to feel unstuck. Even if you just go with a friend and go for a hike, go for a walk. It gives you this outlet to speak to someone to feel connected, even if you don't speak, just to be with someone and to feel this connection. When you're doing these things to keep you connected, also when we talked about the physical activity, we talked about yoga. The breathing exercises are very important to learn how to connect emotionally because we try to manage our emotions and you can see the breath changes with how you feel when you feel anxious or you feel scared or you feel feel this fear or this uneasiness the breath changes and also this takes us out of the present moment right when we're thinking about what we want to happen or what we don't want to happen we're not present and i guarantee you your breath is not stable and so one way to work on this is 
from the outside and also from the inside with the breath. Spend 10 minutes a day, maybe 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night before you go to bed. Let's just do a breathing exercise, whatever one you want to do. Find one and just breathe consciously for 10 minutes when you first wake up and before you go to bed. And then throughout the day, as you're doing things, bring the, the mind back to the breath. Because when you breathe consciously, it affects a different aspect of the mind. When you breathe unconsciously, it activates the more primitive parts of the mind. And when you breathe consciously, you're, you're activating the frontal lobe cortex. You're activating the more elevated aspects of the brain. And so when you can breathe consciously without stopping what you're doing during the day, just take a few breaths consciously that, and remember that you're breathing Check in with your breath. How is the breath? Is it balanced? Is it stable? And this is this idea of swara yoga, which is to analyze the breath to determine the psychological situation internally. And so these are the things you can do to try to help motivate you. Right? The physical activity, connecting emotionally to yourself with some kind of creative expression, making sure you spend time to cultivate your relationships in your life and make sure that you're living healthy. Look at how you're managing your emotions and try to let go of these, these ways. Allow the emotions just to be there and be present with them. And then change this perspective. See yourself in a more complete way, in a way that's more expressive. Try to let go of these ideas of who you thought you were to try to become something new. And when I say become something new, I, I don't want to give this connotation that you're going to change because it's just going to change the way you look at yourself and the way you express yourself. But you don't change. It's just the way you perceive yourself that allows you to express yourself either inhibited or uninhibited. And what you want to do is to let go of the attachments of the old ways to find these new ways to be more complete and more authentic in your expression. And if you can put all these things together and start to just be consistent with it every day, do these things. And you start to create this vibration and more positivity will come in your life and you'll start to feel more motivated and then you'll start to feel more passionate about your life with this deeper connection to it, meaning the deeper connection to your self-expression and the expression you have to your environment. I'd like to tell you about Sing Flutes. These are flutes that are made by me. They're handcrafted Native American-style flutes designed for sound healing. The flutes are tuned to the frequency of 432 hertz, the harmonic intonation of nature. The fundamental note of each flute is in a key to vibrate a particular chakra. Whether you are playing for others or yourself, listening to 432 Hz music resonates inside the body. In fact, they did a medical study where they hooked people up to a brain and heart monitor and played different instruments to them. The Native American style flute had the most impact in relaxing them. If you're a yoga teacher, it's a great instrument to incorporate into your classes. What I do is I have an app on my iPad that has the sounds of nature, and I'll put on the sounds of rain and play over this to the students at the end of the class. 
It's a very intuitive instrument to play. There's no musical knowledge necessary to get started. Each flute is unique since they're handmade. I put different artwork on them. I put mantras on them related to the chakras that they're tuned to. So go check them out at singflutes.com, S-I-N-G-H-F-L-U-T-E-S.com. Use the discount code The Story of Me Podcast and get 10% off. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the program. Drop me a line. I'd like to hear from you if you have a question that you'd like answered on the program like today. Or or just do drop me your thoughts. It's nice. I, I like to go and read the comments that you guys make on social media and also in, in the ratings and reviews. You've left comments that were really nice. And, uh, yeah, let me know what you think about the way I'm starting these programs. If this is too much for you, if you don't want me to just to get to the main topic. Either way, I'd like to hear from you, so drop me a line. You can contact me for, at the podcast website, thestoryofmepodcast.com. Go to the contact page. Please also support the program. Make a donation so that I can continue to bring you these episodes. Okay, until the next time, from the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding, allow love to be the current that carries your words and actions. Whoa.